Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Smartling Sonia here. It's Thursday, the 24th of September 2020. I don't know whether you can hear it, but it's raining this morning. So I'm out, though. Um, there's some protection um, in the woods, although I've got my, I've had to put my sort of hat up for my rain coat because they still get the the water dripping from the leaves but at least the rain's not coming down heavy and I've got my walking boots on which probably looks a bit odd because usually I have my walking boots with my walking trousers but I'd already put on my my uh, exercise legging type things (laughs) got these leggings on and have these massive boots but who cares? Who cares? Uh, just uh, I had my rest day yesterday, um, working today, but it's a late start. So I've allowed myself a late start today and I'll be working tomorrow. I, I'm smiling. I've been laughing actually. I've just uh, <coughs> shared the message in my Facebook group and relayed this story so I might as well relay it to you. So because uh, one of the strategies that I use to sort of save money and save time really, especially uh, since sort of being ill and sort of managing my energy levels and fatigue is sort of meal prepping also helps of course with with my, my weight loss over the last couple of years. Meal so meal planning, meal prepping and the the last few mornings I've got into eating chips for breakfast. So egg chips and beans, egg chips and mushrooms. This morning is likely to be egg chips and spinach. <laughs> so my combinations are my combinations. And and so the, the process of the chips, and I think I've spoken before, it's the home, homemade chips. Um, cut them up and I put them in boiling water, boil them for about five minutes, take them out, in a colander for 10 minutes then in the air fryer if you haven't got an air fryer in the oven of course uh, for about 15 minutes and done lovely crispy so I've been doing that in the mornings but obviously there's there's a bit of time to that so yesterday I thought okay although I'm cutting them up 
so they're in the fridge ready. What if I parboil them about five minutes, then put them in the fridge, and then all I have to do is put them in the air fryer? And that's my plan this morning because I'm I'm going to, I'm working. So I, as I was doing my my meal, I just parboiled them, put them on the side because they need to be cool completely before being put in the fridge. And I went to bed and forgot. <laughs> my plan was to go back down, but I forgot. Once I'm in bed as well, sometimes I get tired. I just, you know, I just got to go to sleep. So I went to bed, and it, just to say, over the last few mornings this week. I have been sleeping in longer, so that's different. So uh, I've not been—I've been sleeping an extra hour. So I obviously need that additional rest. I think I did nine, ten hours actually. Good morning. So um, yeah. So right, okay. Chips. (laughs) Get distracted. So I went to bed and then I, I woke up for the probably first or second of my trips to the to the toilet during the night. I have several, of course. <laughs> anyway, and then I I remember I, as I went out to the toilet, I could smell cooking. So my son cooks at about twelve one o'clock in the morning. Okay, he's twenty, and. I could smell that it was eggs. I thought, oh, he's doing eggs. And I thought, oh, because that, that triggered the memory. Chips. Oh, I left my chips out. Now, I didn't want to walk all the way down the stairs and back up again, wake myself up. So I just texted him. I got into bed. Quick text. Uh, could you put my the chips on the side in the fridge for me? I went to bed. <laughs> I woke up this morning. And there's a message from my son, <laughs> and it's U H H H exclamation mark. I suppose that's uh, something like I might have accidentally cooked them. <laughs> oh, how can you accidentally cook them? I just laughed because I thought it was so funny, and, uh, and I thought it's okay anyway because um, I'm starting work later this morning so I do have time but I just thought it's funny and I just thought he's probably panicking and thinking oh no I've eaten mum's chips and she's going to be angry with me which of course I'm not <laughs> but um it's going to be funny when he when he looks at me he'll, he'll give me this this sort of look and his head will be down <laughs> but um and, and and in a way I'm pleased actually that he has uh because I'm pleased that because I may not have remembered, and so I would be pleased anyway. And I'm trying to encourage him as well. He's although he's stopped buying frozen chips because of course he's got this budget he's got to keep to. I said to him, look, I've got if I've got potatoes there, you just just make your own chips. It really is easy. So he's seen the process. So he may and I, he may have thought, oh, kind mum. <laughs> this is probably what's left over and she's left it out for me which I may have done but I hadn't yesterday <laughs> uh, and I'd taken a picture because I because I've started to put some 
food recipes of my blog and I want to do a little bit more about meal planning and meal prepping. I was I wanted to share pictures about me meal prepping uh, chips, you know, and how you can do that to save time, um, save money, and also um, it helps with portion control as well. Not just take one potato uh, rather than two, three, or half a pack of frozen chips. So, so I just had to relay that story to you. Um, what I wanted to talk about today uh, is about starting a blog. <laughs> and I think because over the last few days I've been spending some time working on my blog, which I haven't done for consistently for a long time, And partly because uh, just with work, I got so busy and I wasn't sure about what I wanted to put on there. I had all these different ideas and I kind of maybe had writer's block or something. And also because writing is more of a struggle for me now than it was. I used to sit and be able to write loads or sit and type for hours and it's not so easy now just because you know my head it just really really just put a lot of pressure on my head but and that's why I much prefer uh, what I'm doing now is sort of podcasting where I do I'm just able to talk and I think as I said I was thinking even so if I wanted to put that on my blog when I look at other people's blogs who have a podcast, maybe that they have a transcript, you know, it just seems a lot involved. But I've come across some blogs where the author, the, the blogger, has got their podcast on there without the transcript. And I think, well, okay, I can just put the podcast on there, <laughs> okay, the podcast episode. And with the recipes, that's quite a sort of a simple, it's not reams and reams of writing. And I can't, it's kind of knowledge I have. I'm cooking that meal and I'm just kind of writing that out. So that's, that's why I've got a sort of this renewed interest in the blog. And also since finding that there's a whole community out there, of people who have a chronic illness and who are bloggers and podcasters and I haven't checked YouTube actually but there must be some on YouTube and when I sort of look up look on their about pages you know there are many people who because of their chronic illness illnesses because uh, people there's several diagnoses they have turned to blogging as a means of sharing their story as a means of looking for an additional income and I must admit uh, you know several years ago 
when I was really struggling and thought uh, I may not be able to work full time or work at all, that that's when I started thinking about blogging as maybe a means of bringing in an income. And I, I did a number of blogging courses back then, a lot of training, paid quite a bit for training. And I did, I did, I was able to sell some stuff, I think I said that, sell some stuff and uh, as an affiliate, I didn't create any any um, programs or any products myself, but was selling other people's stuff. And I learned how to market, etc., uh, certain strategies. So it was working, but things kept happening, and whatever, what I was doing just wasn't sustainable for whatever reason. And uh, and I was I was I was getting flare-ups, and then really struggling. So. Um, and then I, I and then I kind of kind of dropped out of it completely, especially when my relationship broke down. Uh, you know, so there's just so much and work. <laughs> so all the excuses are coming out. <laughs> but that 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 anyhow. But I've always kept doing something. I've always kept doing something. So I wanted to just talk about if you've had the idea of starting a blog, just basically what what's needed. And I actually oh and I actually did <laughs> I did create a blogging course, a course called How to Start a Blog. I did. And I recorded videos, tutorial videos and everything. So I, I know how to start a blog. I've actually created a training program, but was never, I didn't have the confidence back then to sell it. And that's, yeah, that's the difference. I didn't have the confidence to sell it back then. And it was really in depth. So... If you have ever had the idea of starting a blog, and for hobbies, to tell you the truth, for me, I just enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy the whole process of of creating a blog and sort of tweaking with it and putting stuff on it. I just, I just enjoy that, and it can be a hobby because, especially when you're stuck indoors. And now a lot of people are stuck indoors because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And there is there there are so many ways that you can add content to it, even if you feel that you're limited in terms of what you can do on a day-to-day basis, because you don't have to do something every day. So right, how to start a blog what you need <laughs> so the, the blog that I have the website so it's got the website the website I have um, is a WordPress website okay 
And I'm, I'm not going to give you sort of detailed details because you can go and you can Google and you can find this a lot of information out there. But I'm just kind of giving you the basics of what you need. WordPress. But there are other websites, um, platforms, I should call them, other platforms. Blogger.com, there's, there's Wix. I've, got, I've used Wix. And when I started out, I actually started out with the WordPress.com. Okay, WordPress.com. Uh, it's still up. But there are, there are limitations with WordPress.com because it's a free, it's a free platform. Anybody can create one. But there are some limitations with it. And it was somebody, I was in, I probably joined a group of bloggers and they said, oh, you need to have a WordPress.org website. So I'm just letting you know there's two differences. There's WordPress.com, WordPress.org. And what you really want is the WordPress.org. Okay. And you can Google why. <laughs> I do explain actually in my course. <laughs> I might pull it out. So, yeah. But there are others of Wix, etc. Now, the thing about, what I can say about the WordPress.com, you can literally start it up and then start blogging straight away because it's already hosted on this, you know, hosted by WordPress. Now, if you get a WordPress.org, you've got to have your own hosting. So it's got, because it's got to be hosted. So it's got to have an address on the internet, you see. A place, it's got to be a place for it. And, and so, and there are various hosting, lots of different hosting sites. I, I had, I was with HostGator. Uh, I, you can have GoDaddy. At the moment, I'm with a company called Garbet. And that's because I'm part of a, a money blogging community. And it was what, it was, he was, or that company was, recommended so I like to go when people recommend so you need host and you have to pay sort of a rent <laughs> so that's why I said WordPress you get more WordPress.org it needs to be hosted but you've got to pay a monthly rent for that for your blog to be hosted oh the rain has come down a bit more so uh, and it's anything from that if I'm talking dollars, four to ten dollars, because most things on the internet is dollars, but I'm paying six pounds a month. And because I sort of see it as a, a hobby, uh, six pounds a month for a hobby, for me, is not very much. <laughs> uh, I don't go out, I don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke. Six, six pounds to host a, a blog, I think, is, is pretty reasonable. And, and the other thing that you would want is to buy a name for your website. So I, I've had lots of, and it's called a domain, yeah, so I've had lots of different website names over the years. And when you buy a name, you've got to you don't just buy one off you have to pay annually for it or you can pay or you can pay for two years in advance and more because it makes it a little bit cheaper so at the moment 
my website's called thefreedomat55project.com. It's been freedomat55project.com. I've still got a site with my full name. Uh, so I've had various sites. Uh, most of them are down now. I've got a site, actually. I've got a domain for my, my book uh, that's out there. So that's got a website for, its, for itself. So that, that's kind of what you need to get your presence up on the Internet. And there are, there are courses. There are free courses. There are paid courses um, that will help you, show you how to set everything up. And, do, and the thing is, with, um, with WordPress, then you have different themes. And I mention themes because you'll go to various websites and they have all different designs. There's a lot of flexibility there. Um, some are paid, some are free. Mine's is a free one. And I like it. And I've, and I've taught myself over the years to do everything myself. So I literally, once I buy a domain name and I get, um, it's get, it has to get hosted. So every domain name, you've got to host it. And with the, my hosting that I pay six pounds a month for, I can host as many sites as I want. So there's no limits. That's what I think is a good deal. And once that happens, I don't need to, to pay anybody to then sort of get it set up uh, to a design. I'll just use the templates and I, and I know how to set things up because I've, I've always been into the computer and learning and I love a bit of design as well. I have learned so much from reading other people's blogs. I have a question. I go to the search engine, type in my question, or just the name of something I want to know about, and somebody has written something about it. One of the reasons that I wanted to start that's a, a van reversing start adding things to my blog and I haven't quite done that as yet I wanted to raise awareness of Molaray's meningitis because when I put in Molaray's meningitis or recurrent viral meningitis the websites that come up are mainly medical it's all medical. And definitely a couple of years ago, I wanted to put out some information uh, from my own experience, because that's all I can go by. But also, there are groups of people who are sharing their experience in the Facebook groups that I'm in. I mean, for example, somebody posted in the group recently about there's a connection with taking ibuprofen and viral meningitis so I want to find out a bit more about that so something that I want to do and I haven't done yet and I think it's just sort of gearing myself up to do it now 
is to start creating some information about monorays, meningitis, and my blog. And I think one of the reasons I haven't is because I was thinking in terms of writing. I have to write, you know, writing it. And, of course, I'm recording. I'm doing audios now. And what I can do is speak it, speak what I want to say, and get it transcribed and do it that way. And I think if I do it in small bites, um, that might be easier. So that's what I want to do. So I want to be able to put out some information about Mollerae's meningitis. That's not just full of the medical jargon. Just want to be able to um, share information with people um, with sort of um, everyday language. Meningitis now is a good site and people are sharing their experiences on there. Uh, so I just want to be another voice really, <laughs> another voice. And I guess my podcast, this podcast is also a way of me sharing some of the experience and I know that there were people with Mollerae's meningitis who were suffering so much with the ongoing symptoms. I'm really fortunate at the moment that uh, my, my symptoms are very manageable. I do know that I'm not somebody who likes to complain when I'm in pain, etc. And I kind of just get on with it. It, it becomes, it's just part of my my day-to-day life and so I may not always be saying well I've got a headache you know sometimes I will I think it's when I'm taking painkillers and other times well actually I just I just want to be able to just get on and and just let it be in the background so it doesn't take up everything Um, I, I do things to distract myself really and I think that's why I got into the the online stuff because I wasn't able to go out and socialize as I wanted to and I saw blogging as a a way I suppose a way to socialize in a way without being seen Uh, and then I got into doing videos etc so so yeah so uh that that's just to say that actually it's blogging I think you know as a hobby is great Uh, there are people doing it because they see it as a means of bringing in an additional income and I definitely know 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 people personally who are uh, bringing in an income and who have given up their day job and uh, they they're just doing their blog full time and they're getting paid to do that and they're they're able to live on that money so you know but it's you know it's different for for everybody and I think if you have something you know there'll be something that you know that somebody else doesn't know and who would welcome that information because I certainly I'm at my door (laughs) 
I'm certainly um, grateful for sometimes something really obscure comes to my mind and I sort of oh, I wonder whether there's anybody else who has had that thought or what does that what does that mean exactly? <laughs> and and I, I I type it into either Google or YouTube and love it when somebody has had a thought about it or has an idea or has a viewpoint and uh, I listen I think okay you know it is, it is like a library isn't it on your doorstep and of course not, not everything that you read is true so you have to sort of read several things and and to sort of like sort of say okay that I think this is this is the case or I do agree or don't agree so yeah so I thought I'd share that with you um just in case you were sort of thinking oh is that something that I could do you know and, and vlogging is just one platform okay I think you know there's YouTube there's podcasting if you just want to speak speak it and if you're a writer write it <laughs> so yeah right okay I'm back in um gonna have to cut some chips up <laughs> actually do I have to cut them up? yes I do because I yes I have to cut some up that's fine I've got time I've got time this morning before I have to start work okay you take care I'll speak to you soon